Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you so much, Jay, and hello, everyone. Greetings to you and yours. You know, we ask often here, are you listening? Today, we want to talk about things that we hear, things about the church. Let's look at the fact and fiction of the church we read about in the Bible. But first of all, please know this is a part two of an earlier broadcast. You may easily access previous broadcasts through our podcast partners at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio. Just search for International Gospel Hour, and then False Concepts About the Church will be the title. If you send us a message here at internationalgospelhour.com, we can also send you a link through our website for the program as well. Keep listening right here to where you hear our program each week or each day. But if you miss one, please know that we can help you to find that program. And now, let's talk a little bit more about the church of the Bible and the fact and the fiction. As we begin, we are reminded of the good foundation verse of Ephesians 2, 19-22. When Paul writes to the church at Ephesus and says, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. A fellow citizen. That means that he will possess the same citizenship as another. As a citizen is a member of a city or state or the inhabitant of a country or district. Both Gentile and Jew were now citizens of a better place, a better district, a better country. They were brought together as one in Christ Jesus. When we think about the foundation from verse 20 of Ephesians 2, and how it was built upon the apostles and prophets, well, we know the apostles received authority from God. We know that from John 17:8 and Jesus' prayer. The prophets received authority from God. We know that from 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. And when Jesus, in the context of Matthew 16, verses 13 through 18, when he declared to build his church, that he would be the one to build and he is the foundation thereof, then we know that he is that chief cornerstone that holds everything in place that the apostles preached and the prophets brought forth. No question, dear friends, the church that we read of in the Bible is the spiritual body of believers that will be saved as long as they are obedient to the will of God. There was no more Gentile or Jew, but now one in Christ because of their obedience. The Gentile no longer observed the law from the heart as we learn about the Gentile in Romans 1 and 2. The Gentile was now answering unto Christ. The Jew no longer held to the law of Moses, but now they were in Christ. 
and for Jew and Gentile to be one in Christ and fellow citizens, my, how that stood out very strongly. It shows the power of Christ and unity. It shows how individuals can come together as one through Christ Jesus. When we talk about the church, though, we live in a day that, regrettably, where there is religious division, and much of it stems from misunderstandings or sometimes embracing false concepts of what the church really is. Let us think about these various concepts and consider them in light of the Scripture. Let's see if they will stand on the foundation of Christ and make certain that we are faithful fellow citizens of the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth, 1 Timothy 3 and verse 15. We examined this in an earlier broadcast, and we looked at three false concepts. The church is a physical building. We understand that is false. The church is just a social club, and we understand that is false. And the church is just another denomination. Again, dear friends, these concepts we looked at last time are false. Let us consider three more false concepts of the church. The first one, it is founded on the Apostle Peter. Dear friends, this concept is false. Peter himself would deny this as he proclaimed Christ in Acts 2. Thus, Peter had no authority in himself. Peter's healing by the authority of Christ in Acts 3, as well as Acts chapter 4, verses 8 through 12. It is of interest to note the reply of Peter in Acts 10, verse 26, when Peter entered into the house of Cornelius, and Cornelius fell at his feet. Peter's reply, stand up, I myself also am a man. Consider the stone that is the head of the corner, as we read about in Ephesians three nineteen through 22, that being that Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. That is verse 20. Let's think about the names for a moment. Christ is the Greek word of Petra, or a mass of rock, when we see that cornerstone. Peter would be Petros, which means a detached stone or boulder, or a stone that might be thrown or easily moved. The root of their names do not stand forth to where Peter is the rock of which the church is built. That is Jesus Christ. Again, listen to the words of Christ in Matthew 16, verse 18. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He would say in essence, when we look at those words, And I say unto thee, thou art Petros, and upon this Petra, that meaning the mass of rock, he would build his church. That Petros, the stone that could be easily moved, stood forth and made the confession, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, which brings forth the power of Christ. There is a distinct difference of the church founded upon Peter and the church founded upon Christ. Dear friends, the church is not founded upon Peter. And we need not to put trust within Peter as the one on whom the church was built. He was one that did preach the gospel. He stood with the other apostles and proclaimed the gospel. We learn a lot about Peter through the first part of the book of Acts, and then we read the books of First and Second Peter. 
And we find things of Peter that Peter was a married man in First Peter chapter 5. He served as an elder. We understand those things. How his mother-in-law was healed when we look throughout the gospel account. So to say that the church is founded on the Apostle Peter, dear friends, that concept in light of Scripture is false. Number two. The church ought to provide entertainment for its members and the community. Dear friends, this concept we would submit to you is false. There's no example within the Scriptures. Consider 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning with verse 7. But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. We would add here, folks, that there is obviously nothing wrong with members of a congregation getting together and enjoying time and doing different events together, as long as we realize that the church does not exist solely for this purpose, that the church exists that we may preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to be evangelistic, to be able to assist those that are in need in a benevolent nature, to edify and to build ourselves up and strengthen our faith and help us to press onward. Dear friends, when we exist to just provide entertainment for its members in the community, then we never will be satisfied. We will always be looking for that extra edge of entertainment or something that we wish to do. Dear friends, let's pause for a moment. As we are discussing the church and the things therein, Would you like to know more about the church we read of in the Bible? Would you love to be a member of the church without being a member of a denomination? The International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail, so you may study in the privacy of your own home. Here's all you do. Call us toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. That's 1-855-IGH-6988. And leave us your name and address and simply ask for the Bible course. And that course will come your way. We are greatly encouraged by so many who have a great interest in studying the Bible at home. And we'd love to add you among them. Would you rather go to our website and sign up there? Go to internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the contact tab and give us your name and address. And just say, send me the Bible course and we'll get that to you very quickly. And now, finally, the church is insignificant or not important in God's plan to save man from sin. This concept, dear friends, is false, clearly false, and we must be concerned with this. Over the past several years, attendance to worship with the church has declined, leaving some believing that they can be saved without the church. But, dear friends, in light of Scripture, one cannot be saved outside the church, for the saved are in the church. Acts 2, verse 47. The church is the body of Christ, according to Colossians 1.18, and one cannot be saved outside the body of Christ. Dear friends, we understand the church, according to Ephesians 3, beginning with verse 9, that the church is the eternal purpose of God, and the church is brought forth in order that we may be saved. Ephesians 3, 9-11, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Christ Jesus, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, 
according to the eternal purpose which He purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, dear friends, we find these concepts are false. The church was not founded on the Apostle Peter. It does not exist to provide entertainment for its members in the community. And it is not insignificant nor important in God's plan to save man from sin. The church is needed. Dear friends, let's make a plea for the church we read of in the Scripture to be a member thereof and nothing else. Let's continue our studies together, shall we? Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,